The Mets aren't making any moves. Why isn't anything happening? Well, we can't say that anymore. I was supposed to be back this weekend, but Steve Cohen and the Mets shut that down in one fell swoop. Ladies and gentlemen, Francisco Lindor is a New York Met. It's an emergency celebration episode of Fun Times in Flushing, starting now. That theme song was brought to you by Kyle Cullen, who you can reach for your podcast themes at Kyle's Podcast Themes at gmail.com. If you want to find any links discussed in today's show or to learn more about the show, go to funandflushing.com slash 18. It's funandflushing.com slash 18. In case this is your first episode, my name is Michael Smith. I am the host of Fun Times in Flushing. I had taken some weeks off. Uh, for Christmas and New Year's, I was coming back. Uh, the show releases on Sunday nights, typically. I was coming back this Sunday night to talk to you all about why you shouldn't get antsy, that nothing has happened yet. Uh, but I'm going to have to change that game plan because something happened, guys. The New York Mets made a trade. You might have heard. Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco are New York Mets. Ahmed Rosario, Andres Jimenez and prospects Josh Wolf and Isaiah Green are headed to Cleveland. Anybody who listens to this podcast knows just how much I love Jimenez. Uh, that hurts. Uh, I have a real appreciation for Ahmed Rosario as well. But look at this trade. Look at what executives around the league are saying, multiple reports that everybody who saw, everybody who's read this trade is, is looking at it and, and saying the Mets got away with robbery. An absolute steal for the Mets, the exact opposite of what happened a couple of years ago in the Robinson Cano Edwin Diaz trade. Uh, he, we're going to talk a lot. We're going to break this all down. I am still going to do a podcast on Sunday, so that's really where I'm going to get into just the, you know, down and dirty stats and and looking at how Francisco Lindor really fits in with this team. This is this though is is a stat that I think is very important and something that we really have to consider with Francisco Lindor. Not only is he a four-time All-Star, two gold gloves, two silver sluggers. In his first full four full seasons in the major leagues, he played in 158. 159, 158, and 143 games, as well as all 60 games in the 2020 season. He's played in a World Series. He played on that team, that Indian team, a couple of years ago that won 22 straight games. He's only 27 years old. He's entering his seventh major league season. This guy has been there, done that. He is an absolute superstar. He's one of, if not the best, shortstops in all of baseball. Uh, I don't know that the Mets have ever made a trade quite like this one. 
I guess, you know, I'm not old enough to quite understand the magnitude of the Keith Hernandez trade or the Gary Carter trade. But in my life, if you want to compare it to Piazza, if you want to compare it to Cespedes, all it takes is one ring to, to beat either one of those. I mean, Piazza, Lindor might never be as revered as Piazza. He might not ever, he, he might go to the Hall of Fame as an Indian. Like, there's so many factors. He might only be here for one year. That, that's possible. I don't think so. I think he's going to sign long term. But if he helps this team win a championship, it's a better trade than the Piazza trade. It just is. It's a better trade than the Cespedes trade. Cespedes and Piazza got them to the dance, but couldn't bring that championship home. This team is so much better today than it was yesterday because Francisco Lindor is their shortstop. I can't believe I just said those words. Francisco Lindor, the shortstop of the New York Mets. It's going to be an absolute treat to watch this guy play shortstop every day. He is so, so good. I, I, I used to watch a lot of Indians games back in, you know, those playoff years that they had there, 2016, 2017. The dynamic this guy brings to the field every day. He not only is a great player, he plays like he loves the game. I mean, you just look when he, like, he has, my, I'll use the words Michael K was using earlier, a smile that just lights up a room. He's just got such a magnetic personality. Jeff Passan earlier today was saying that everybody who knows this guy talks about what a leader he is, the qualities that he has in the locker room, something I think the Mets need. You know, they have Alonzo who likes to, get up there and, and talk and be a rah-rah guy, which is great. But Alonzo's only going into his third season, and his second season wasn't really all that great. When I get into that on Sunday with the next episode, uh, Michael Conforto is like the union rep, and he's like a quiet leader, and DeGrom is like a quiet leader. Lindor has the opportunity to roll right in be like the face of the team. He, <laughs> this is, I, I, I can't remember the Mets having a player quite like him. David just never quite reached that level with injuries and just being on bad teams. Francisco Lindor. I, the, the day Francisco Lindor on opening day, when he steps on, the field in a Mets uniform. He's the greatest shortstop they ever had. He's better than Jose Reyes. You know, he, may, he who knows if he'll put together the run that Jose had here, but Francisco Lindor is a more talented shortstop than Jose Reyes was. He's just out of this world. And the fact that he's on the New York Mets is something that I, I I was hoping for it became something that I sort of expected, but now that it's actually here, I just can't believe it. And it happened so fast. 
1226, Jeff Passan tweeted, uh, the Mets and Indians are deep in conversations. Like 20 minutes later, the deal was done? I, I, <laughs> I can't believe that it was kept under wraps, that there was no reports. I mean, we knew... We knew they had been in contact with each other, but there was no signs that this was anywhere near serious. And then it was done. So good job, I guess, by both front offices to keep things under wraps. Just an unbelievable, unbelievable deal. And then all that. Uh, the I remember the original reporting. It all happened kind of fast. But it was the Mets are getting Lindor. They're giving up Andres Jimenez. And like I said, that for me, that hurt, but it's worth it. Depending on who else goes with him, you knew you were giving up prospects. Uh, but to keep, to keep Dom and to keep JD and to have Jimenez, who, yeah, he could play second base. But if you're getting a shortstop, you don't really need Jimenez. So to, get, so to have him be the one that goes, that really didn't hurt that much. But it was still lingering out there. Who are the prospects? So I'm just praying to myself, not Matthew Allen, not Brett Beatty, please. It comes out that it's Josh Wolf and Isaiah Green. I mean, they're they're highly thought of prospects in the Mets system, but they're not Matthew Allen. They're not Brett Beatty. They're not Ronnie Mauricio. You know, I don't know how... This deal got done without one of those guys being included or Dom Smith being included. This was an all-out salary dump. It just goes back to that report from a couple months ago that the Indians had no interest in going opening day with Francisco Lindor's contract still on their books. I think that's what it came down to. I think it was just that simple. And whatever happened today, the Mets called them up and said, this is happening now. We're getting this done right now. What do you, how, what's it going to take? And that's great that that's what we have in the front office right now. Whether you look at the ownership or the president or the GM, you got three guys who are just going to go get it done. And that's awesome. You got to love that as a Mets fan. But it wasn't over. Okay, Jimenez, Wolf, Green for Lindor. All right, that's a that's that's a great trade for the Mets. But the Mets are also getting Carlos Carrasco. At that point, my mind was blown. My mind was blown, and I, I knew that meant we were giving up more. But to get an elite, top tier shortstop, elite shortstop, glove, bat can run the bases, and to get a legit middle-of-the-rotation arm. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to have a better day than that, right? And to find out that all it took was Ahmed Rosario, uh, that, was, that was just absolutely wonderful news. Here's a, here's a little bit about Carlos Carrasco. Now, he turns 34 on March 21st. He signed through 2022 with a team option for 2023. Cookie, as he is affectionately known in Cleveland, had a rough start to his career. He made his major league debut in 2009. 
but it wasn't until 2014 that things all started to come together for him under the tutelage of Mickey Calloway, by the way. He posted a 2.55 ERA. He never quite got down quite got down to that number again in his career, but he had 18 wins in 2017, 17 wins in 2018. He had a rough start to 2019. But there was a reason for that. He wound up in the middle of the season being diagnosed with leukemia. He worked his way back and pitched again in 2019, winning comeback player of the year. But he bounced back in 2020. He made 12 starts in the shortened season, pitching to a 2.91 ERA. The name Turkey, by the way, comes from his time in Cleveland, obviously. According to Cleveland.com, In 2011, a teammate gave him the name when he saw him sitting in his locker in the clubhouse eating cookies and milk on the regular, uh, and the nickname sort of stuck. I think it's just important to note that everything I've heard about Carlos Carrasco, and first off, that's a very endearing story, uh, everything I've heard about Carlos Carrasco, everything I've heard about Francisco Lindor, the Mets didn't just get two really good players today. They got two really likable players as well. Surely, orange and blue Lindor shirts are going to be flying off the shelves as soon as they're available. Uh, But like I said, to also get a middle-of-the-rotation arm, you already have somebody in the conversation for best pitcher in baseball. You have Stroman behind him. You now have Carlos Carrasco behind him. You have Thor waiting in the wings. June, July-ish. You have Seth Lugo. You have David Peterson. You still have to add arms. But I I just don't I, I don't see how they need Trevor Bauer at this point, which is good because I've kind of softened on the thought of Trevor Bauer coming here. The more I the more I think about it, I just don't see him working in New York. Now, don't get me wrong, he's a better pitcher than Carlos Carrasco. But to now have Carlos Carrasco for two years, it gives you more flexibility if you so choose to sign Thor long-term, as this is the end of Thor's contract this upcoming season. Who knows what you decide to do with Marcus Stroman. Trevor Bauer really locks you up. Because here's the thing. And I'm going to get more into this again on Sunday when I have a more regular podcast episode. You now have Lindor, Conforto, Syndergaard, all guys that have to be locked up in the next year, two years. So there's a lot of, a lot of money that you're going to be spending real soon. So to, there's still a chance they get George Springer. When Sandy Alderson and Jared Porter addressed the media today, they certainly did not rule that out. But to also get Trevor Bauer, I mean, at a certain point, you, you just it's just not financially reasonable <laughs> to pay for all these guys. So I think what Carrasco does is he fills out a spot in the rotation. There are certainly injury concerns with Carrasco. There always have been, unfortunately. So to say right now you have four Solid guys, DeGrom, Stroman, Carrasco, Peterson. 
with the potential of also having Mats and Lugo. So, six. I mean, you're, you're going to need to add arms. A, a good team needs probably eight starting pitchers going into the season. Reasonably. Eight, because somebody's going to get hurt. Um, most likely multiple guys are going to get hurt and miss starts. So you need you need eight guys. But to not feel like we need Trevor Bauer anymore, I think is a major win. Uh, just just for the sake of financial flexibility in the future, you know, we've put so much thought and effort into this offseason that it, it's almost easy to forget that there's more. There, there's next offseason. You know, this team has to get better year after year. You know, no matter how much money they put into things this year, this team, as hard as it may be for you to hear, might not win the World Series this year. So you're going to have to get better in 2022. You know, it's, there's a, a lot of moving parts to these franchises, these teams, as they move in year in, year out. And you don't want to start looking past this season by any means. You have a great shortstop and you have, you know, an awesome offense and a, pretty solid rotation behind the best pitcher in baseball. This trade instantly made this team better. They're legit World Series contenders. I think they're as good as San Diego. I don't know that they're as good as Los Angeles, but I certainly am not afraid of the Dodgers. This team can go beat the Dodgers in a seven-game series. Why not? But uh, just... You have to you have to just be thrilled if you're a Mets fan today. Um, it, it's just it's just the best. It's just the best. I'm so happy. I can't remember the last time I felt I felt this good about the team in January. It, it would have to be it would have to be when they signed Cespedes. You know, after the World Series in 2015 when he opted out, I want to say that was late January in 2016 when they signed him back up with that that three-year deal with the first-year opt-out. And that paid off. He got hot, and they rode him to the wild-card game. You know, so that was great. But I don't want the wild-card game. I don't want the wild-card round. I want to be in the NLCS this year. I think that's a reasonable goal. I don't see any reason why this team can't go to the NLCS, and I don't see any reason why this team can't win a championship this year. But I'm not going to get greedy. It's year one of the Cohen era, the Alderson-Porter regime. But this is just a great trade. Uh, I had kind of, like I said, I softened on Bauer. I kind of softened on Lindor as well. You know, I was thinking to myself, Steve Cohen's right. The Padres have all these prospects. We don't. Maybe we should just wait. You know, there's five shortstops next year. After Lindor, you also have Javi Baez. You have Corey Seager. You have Trevor Story. You have Carlos Correa. All five of those guys, elite shortstops, all of them, are available in free agency next year. I kind of started to think, maybe let's wait it out. You know, I was a little skeptical that Seager might make it to free agency, but you know Trevor Story is making it to free agency. The Rockies aren't signing him. 
Correa, probably not. Correa's probably going to be a free agent. Javi Baez, it's pretty clear the Cubs ain't signing anybody. He's going to be a free agent. I was thinking, let's go into this with Andres Jimenez. Let's take our chances. Maybe Lindor becomes available on the cheap at the at the deadline. But I, I thought if this deal was going to get done right now, it was going to take Allen or Beatty or Mauricio, and I wasn't willing to do that. And for it to now be done, and for it to have not taken those guys, uh, I just think that's great news. I do want to touch real quickly. I haven't seen any comments from Andres Jimenez yet, which is fine. I don't think all these I don't think these guys always need to comment on these sorts of things. I know it's a it's a difficult situation. We as Met fans are I think a little more attuned to that than maybe some other fan bases just because of what we saw five and a half years ago with Wilmer Flores out on that city field infield. But here's Ahmed Rosario at Ahmed Rosario one on Instagram. He posted a picture of himself in that white home pinstripe uniform. With the words thank you written over it. Here's what he had to say. So much going through my mind at the moment, but it's time to embrace my new journey. To the New York Mets organization, thank you for taking a chance with a 16-year-old tid, 16-year-old kid from Santo Domingo and giving me the opportunity to do what I love. To all Met fans, you will always have a place in my heart. New York is truly amazing. I gave you my all each and every day I stepped in City Field. Thank you for everything from the bottom of my heart. Over and out, Ahmed. Uh, listen, Ahmed Rosario didn't quite live up to expectations. There's really no way around that. Ahmed Rosario also had some really fun moments as a Met uh, that was. The expectations, you know, certainly played a role in people being a little disappointed with him. But man, I I really grew to love him as a player. Uh, I I was fully invested in seeing him get better at shortstop. I I had to you had to sour on him a little bit this year because Andres Jimenez just played better and had to play short this year. But that didn't mean I I didn't want to see Ahmed get better and play well. And I, you know, I wish him the best. I wish Andres Jimenez the best, as well as Josh Wolf and uh, Isaiah Green in Cleveland. Uh, but Ahmed, uh, I will, I will always remember, and I think a lot of my fans will always remember the walk-off home run he hit in Yankee Stadium. And uh, you know, ironically, that was the night that Steve Cohen bought the team. That it was announced that Steve Cohen had won the bidding process over A. Rod and J. Lo. And that he would be the next owner of the New York Mets for the second time. Uh, <laughs> and that was, you know, that was the night Ahmed hit that walk off off Chapman in Yankee Stadium. Uh, certainly, I think that would have to go down as the weirdest walk off home run in Mets history and one that I know I and many of you will not soon forget. I do want to go, I do have a voicemail here uh, that I would like to play for you guys about Francisco Lindor. Hey, Mikey Pockets. This is Mike. I saw your Instagram post. First time caller, long time listener. Uh, I just wanted to also celebrate that the Mets uh, got Lindor. They uh, traded for Lindor or against Lindor. 
the point is, Lindor Truffles, very, very good. I think the Mets are going to really enjoy having Lindor Truffles uh, on their team. I think it's a delicious choice for them. I think they're going to really, I don't know. I lost the track of this joke. But anyway, the Mets, Lindor Truffles, that's, that's what we got. There we go. All right, Mike. Uh, that is my friend Mike, Mike Smith, who knows very little about baseball, and I would assume even less about Francisco Lindor. Uh, but he called and left me that voicemail when he saw my social media post. I play that because I was on Mike's podcast, Mike and Mike Go to the Movies, uh, a couple weeks ago to talk about season two of The Mandalorian, and I had a blast with him and his co-host, Mike DiCriccio. And I also sent in an audio clip for their most recent podcast, which was kind of just a review of movies and television in 2020. So go check that out. Uh, if you're into movies, TV, all that stuff, they do a wonderful job. Uh, real quick, one note. I'm not editing this episode, uh, so some of the audio may be a little, um, may sound a little raw. Uh, you know, I'm not going to go in and touch this up. This is an emergency podcast. There's no time for editing, guys. This news is fresh. This news is wonderful. And this podcast has to get out immediately. I don't have time to edit. So I apologize if there's any little hiccups in the audio, uh, but I'm sure it's good. Uh, that's it for this emergency fun times in Flushing podcast. If you want to join the conversation, if you want to leave a voicemail like my friend Mike, 845-206-9098. Again, I'll be back on Sunday night with the next episode. Uh, so if you have thoughts about Francisco Lindor, if you have thoughts about Carlos Carrasco, please leave me a voicemail there. Or you can send an email to funtimesinflushing at gmail.com. If you want to find any of this information, if you want to find links to different podcast players, to listen to the show, funandflushing.com slash 18. It's funandflushing.com slash 18. When you go to those podcast players, please subscribe, rate, if you can, leave a review. For the show, follow me on Twitter at msmithfif for fun in flushing, or follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at funinflushing. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Guys, Francisco Lindor is a New York mad. Let's go. Let's go, Mets. I love this team. I love you guys. And I'll talk to you this weekend.